everybody. I hope you're having a great day today. I am uh, doing okay. You know, life gives us these up and downs of uh, all kinds of things. Some days we're just hanging by a thread. Other days we're doing good. And other days we're hopefully flying really high and happy and joyful. And that's what we're going to try and help you do today. Get closer to that as our goal. Help you get unstuck, live happy and free. And I'm your host, Rick, and I'm going to be taking you through uh, this episode. As with all the other podcasts, uh, please check out previous episodes, share these with your friends and on your social, because anybody can use a bit of help, tips, advice, or just a shared life experience from our great guests that are on of how they got out of a bad situation when they felt they were stuck in a deep rut. Um, and they do lots of really interesting things to... Uh, try and accomplish that. Some of them turn it into a business. Um, so we talked to them about that too and how they can help other people. Please do uh, check out the links uh, down below in the podcast and support um, you know places like Studio 17 Designs. Uh, if you go to redbubble.com and you just search Studio 17 Designs, that's with the number 17 in the middle and the Z at the end. Uh, they've got some great inspirational you know quotes on shirts and mouse pads and mugs and Great, uh, you know, Christmas holiday gifts, holiday, got funny Halloween stuff, but it's all uplifting, uh, you know, material to remind you uh, on a daily basis or anytime you look up from your desk or whatever it is, and you see that thing you got from them. And uh, it helps you to keep going, you know, motivates you to uh, not quit, not give up. So we do like supporting Studio 17 Designs on redbubble.com. And we uh, love to support our guests, and we've got one here waiting, so I'm going to get them right in the room now. This is not a kid's show, so if you got some kids in the room, you might want to shush them out because I will be cursing. We're adults here talking about adult things and uh, just trying to get through life, so let's get right to it. I'm going to go ahead right now and let our guest come on board. I'm really glad that uh, he is with us today. And as always, I just try and take a brief look at our guest bio. Um, what's important to me is they're humans just like you and me and all, the, all of our listeners out there. They've had their ups and downs in life. And um, it's great that they come on board and are open about sharing about those things and what the heck they did to try and get out of it. So I will let our guest uh, introduce himself. Tell us uh, your name and uh, where you're from and, and actually what do you do? Hi, Rick. Um, my name is Thomas Green, and I am director of a company named Ethical Marketing Service. I also have a podcast, uh, and it's named the Thomas Green Podcast, originally. Um, <laughs> Excellent. And um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you coming on. Do you prefer Thomas or Tom? Or uh, I know Thomas you're is good, yeah. Thomas is good. All right. So actually, you're uh, joining us today from, are you in the UK right now? or? I'm in the UK, um, in ah. a place right down south called Worthing. Ah, I, I love the UK. It's a great place to visit. I mean, it is a gorgeous bunch of islands there. And um, I, I, for me personally, just, you know, for the, I've uh, been there several times and just, you know, going to like small towns anywhere. Uh, you know, of course, the accent is great. You know, I, maybe I'm a stereotypical <laughs> American who likes the accents uh, of anybody from a different country. Um, but the people were just always, you know, nice and friendly and kind of just reminded me of like small towns 
you know, on the East coast of, of the, the United States. Um, so it was always great to be there. And of course, yes, it's kind of rainy and, you know, overcast and stuff, but, you know, you get inside for a cup of tea and some hot chocolate and it's all good. Right. I was going to say, it, it sounds like I need to move to where you've been. Uh, <laughs> all right. I don't feel the same way about it, but um, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm a fan of America actually, but ah, okay. There you go. Yeah, well, that's a great thing to start out with right there. Um, you know, as you uh, know already from the show, this is all about helping people, you know, get unstuck, uh, hopefully live happy and free how they really want to. And that's a lofty goal for all of us. You know, we know it's really damn hard to accomplish. Um, some of us are lucky enough to, um, you know, get through things that uh, teach us things. And then we use that to, you know, help others or teach others or do things the right way. Um, sounds like you do with your, with your business. Um, and we'll certainly talk about, you know, your business in detail too. Um, and hopefully have, how that can help out some of our listeners. Um, but for yourself personally, you know, I have there, I always start out with this question for folks, you know, what are any of the times uh, for yourself? Uh, maybe it was a personal thing. Maybe it's a business thing. Um, who knows? Uh, we all face all kinds of things in life. But for you, you know, what comes to mind when, uh, you know, when I ask, well, when in life were you just ready to quit? You know, when were you done? When were you like at the end of your rope and, and didn't know what to do? And um, ultimately, what helped you make that better? Because hopefully that that experience can help some of our listeners out there who are feeling not in a good place at the moment. In terms of um, what makes things better or what I've learned recently which would perhaps make things better for people mm -hmm. um i uh, a quote springs to mind which is um nothing is good or bad but thinking makes it so mm, um yeah and i'm not when i first heard that quote I, I was like well surely there are some things which are objectively bad um, mm -hmm. but i do think that the majority of um what people tend to struggle or suffer with um it can be interpreted differently by someone else. Mm, so absolutely, uh, we have opinions about ourselves um, and we act on them very co uh, convincingly. Um, but, you know, it, it can be the case, like I said, that you can have one situation which might be considered bad, which someone else would react completely different to. And the question which I found interesting was, uh, where do we develop these opinions about ourselves? Mm. And um, I think uh, maybe not all, but at least a, a significant percentage come from early life experiences. Yeah. How we are treated early in our life affects the way that we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it, you know, if, if you're in that particular uh, scenario where you're maybe giving yourself a hard time, um, a good question is um, what early experiences did you have uh, that might have contributed to the way that you view and you feel about yourself? Mm -hmm. So, um, does anything spring to mind for you there? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, with all of our guests, it's, it's just always great to hear, you know, people talk about what has helped them, um, what self-examination they've done, you know, what early childhood experiences shaped them or that they need they needed to revisit, you know, or to process, you know, in, in and now with an adult, uh, through an adult looking glass, you know, to understand those things and not have them reap, you know, the, you know, the negative consequences that maybe they have had for most of their life. 
Um, so when you, you talk about looking at things through a different lens um, and that quote, you know, my struggle personally is always, you know, I can, you know, we, we can all read as many self-help books or listen to a podcast like this or, you know, read some quotes and um, as true as they, those things are, um, especially the things that stick around for a long time, you know, such as, you know, looking at the glass half empty or half full. I mean, it's just what you say, two people looking at the same thing, but with a different perspective, right? In a different way. Um, or me looking at, you know, the, the great place I described of the UK and you saying, oh, that's not how I see it or where I'm thinking, right? <laughs> so it's a, it's a perfect example. And I'm curious for yourself, when you find yourself in a situation where you're looking at it in a more negative way, right? Or it's bringing you down or you feel stuck about a situation. Um, is there anything that you do or have done in the past that was helpful in turning that perspective around to the opposite side? Well, there are um, some uh, ways of thinking which are unhelpful um, and you can sort of check yourself on, on whether or not you fall into this category. Mm. Um, so there are um, negative filters. So discounting the positives and only emphasizing what's happened that's negative. Mm. And I, perhaps you might, I might be guilty of that when looking at the UK. You never know. <laughs> we all are. Um, predicting certain negative outcomes uh, based on mm. your interpretation. So um, this happened and therefore what will happen is this when we don't actually know that, that will be the case. Mm, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, not seeing things in proper proportion. So the old um, phrase of not making a, a mountain or mm. not making a molehill out of a mountain or yeah, whatever, whatever right. that, yep. that phrase is. Yeah. Um, appealing to emotion. So um, because I feel a certain way, that therefore that makes me correct like I, I should feel this way because my emotions tell me I should mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of people use this one which is um, inaccurate language and what I mean by that is like universals mm. so um, I never do this or right. I always do that yeah. um, so if you're using those then it's sort of a might be a red flag for you mm -hmm. um, black or white thinking mm. um, and generalizations so generalization might be you know, my life sucks right now. Um, when, if you were to examine the various different sections of your life, it might be the case that certain areas aren't quite what you want, but other areas are exactly, you know, just, yeah. just fine, or they might right. be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so generalizations, I, th I feel like a lot of people do that as well. Yeah, well, well, either you're just well researched, or you've got some great experience. Uh, but those are, you know, it's a great uh, just list of things that you just rattled off there. Um, you know, and one thing that comes up a lot, um, you know, when I'm just chatting with people, you know, off of the show, or sometimes on the show as well, is, um, you know, like you said, talking about, um, you know, early experiences and how they end up, you know, looking at themselves, because, you know, it's how you view the entire world, right? Um, you know, with your own thoughts, or like you say, how you either think about yourself or about the situation. Um, 
and I literally will throw, you know, if I feel like I'm, I'm getting stuck in that rut or that routine, um, you know, I'll literally, you know, throw up my, uh, you know, list of, okay, here's what to do at this moment, you know, uh, just like the list that you just ran through, um, mm. you know, that's a great kind of toolkit for people to read, you know, through that list and ask yourself those questions like, okay, will this matter in five years from now, you know, uh, am I generalizing about this? You know, is it true that this always happens to me? Like, okay. And sometimes I, I, I tell people, um, you know, literally just start writing everything down, you know, whether it's journalized or whether it's a calendar, however the hell you want to do it. Um, and when you're thinking everything is really crappy and going bad all the time, you know, write down what those things are so that, you know, you, whatever it is, I got into an argument with my boss, right. Or my mother or whatever it is, right. You write down the day that ha that happened. Right. And, you know, it, write it down the next time it happens. And, and at the end of the month, look back at that calendar, you know, or look back at the notes of how many times you wrote these things down and you, and, and say to yourself, you know, you have to be honest with yourself and you say, well, God, I always tell everybody that like, I'm fucking fighting every day with my whoever, you know, my mom, let's say. Um, but you know what? I look at the calendar here and it only happened eight times this month. So God, why do I keep, you know, having this, you know, negative overgeneralized attitude that uh, I have a terrible relationship with that person or that I'm fighting all the time with them. No, you, you fought eight days out of 30 days. That's not even 50% of the time. So it's not even half of the time. Right. And sometimes, um, we got to kind of knock ourselves on the head and, and really see things for what they are, because it's hard to have that objective, uh, look at reality when you're kind of stuck in the, in the thick of it. Right. Mm, I have heard, um, journaling to be good, um, mm -hmm. from the other perspective as well, from the point of view of, you know, I always feel I've noticed that I always feel rotten on a on a Wednesday or something. And mm. then they they look at what the trends are of every mm. Wednesday. And it turns out they've been meeting with a particular person and they're aware that that particular person is particularly negative And mm -hmm. therefore, you know, um, they're, they're now they have an answer as to why they don't feel quite as good on that particular day. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I always you know say to people that you have to if you if you want to really figure out you know, uh, what, what, the, what the problems are, you know, and try to get to the root of things that you feel are constantly a problem, then whether you like it or not, you kind of have to treat yourself and your life as, uh, or your life for the time being as like a mini science experiment, you know, and do just what you said. I mean, that, that's a great example there. Um, because you have to, you know, you, you've got to record the information, you got to record, you know, what you're doing that day. And, uh, like you say, you can then see the trends or the patterns and you say, eh, fuck, no wonder every, you know, Saturday morning, I feel like this. Cause I didn't realize that, you know, every Friday I have to do this thing and I'm really stressed out after that. And mm -hmm. so now I realize that, so, you know what, maybe Friday, you know, nighttime is when I should schedule my workout at the gym because I can get out all that stress or frustration that happens on Friday. And I didn't really realize that. And then I have to write down again, you know, starting in the next month, how do I feel on Saturday mornings now? Has that changed? Has that made a difference? And, 
you know, you can only change one thing at a time so that you know if that is the thing that was the cause of the problem or not. And, you know, it's kind of a pain in the butt, but, you know, it's up to you if you want to figure out, you know, the problems that can make your life uh, better. Uh, it's unfortunately, you know, something that's, that's necessary because nobody's going to do it for us. Right, Thomas? Uh, well, I think that there are some people that might help you along yeah, the way. True. And I do encourage that. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Ultimately, if you know the, the best information in the world, if you don't, if you don't want uh, there to be change, then exactly what it is that you said is that you know nothing will change. Yeah. Things will only change if you change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I uh, like I said, I, I I try not to see too much of information from the guests before they come on because I just you know I love to be you know informed as we're chatting and and asking them things. And a big topic that always comes up. Um, for people um, is, you know, how the rest of the world is seeing them versus how do they see themselves and trying to keep up appearances or keep up the Instagram, you know, highlight reel, you know, of the great life when everybody, I think, instinctively knows social media in general um, is not a positive uh, reinforcement uh, for, you know, for the majority of people in life. Instead, it just, it, you know, it does what American advertising does. It just ups the ante of how like incredible and great your life should be or the materialistic things that you should have and, and then you'll be happy, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not a fan of, of that at all. Um, you know, and people, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's just what they're bombarded with. And, um, maybe they haven't had strong role models to, you know, to say, well, you know, think about what makes you happy or what's really important, you know, as opposed to, um, making sure you have the same car that your neighbor has, or that your house is as big as this person or whatever. Um, because we all know the millions of people who are super rich or famous and they kill themselves or they're sitting in their house alone crying because, you know, their, their dad never said they loved them or whatever the issues might be, which are terrible. Um, and, um, so, you know, the people who come on the show, a lot of times, you know, talk about not watching the news as much, you know, cause you get all that negative stuff there, um, or, you know, limiting your, uh, you know, how, how much you're perusing social media, and God, I mean, even countries uh, like China, you know, are now limiting the amount of time uh, users can be on certain apps a day. And, and I, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other about, you know, good, bad or otherwise, because it's just like anything, you know, if you use it in the wrong way, you know, any tool can end up being a bad thing or can end up being a good thing. So. I don't necessarily think it's the tools um, that cause the problem. It's us as humans, unfortunately, and we're far from perfect, but I hope, uh, you know, we can help each other out. Um, and I've, you know, for, you know, the businesses and entrepreneur things that I do, uh, I'm, you know, I'm heavy on social media. And sometimes I have a, a, a you know, kind of an inner conflict with myself, like, am I contributing to, you know, that, uh, you know, same problem? Um, or can I use this tool in a better way? Um, and you with your ethical marketing, you know, company, um, that's the name of it. And uh, I know that, you know, you've got all the social accounts, uh, you know, to communicate with people from TikTok to Instagram and so on. It's the same, same as I. Um, so I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts, number one, on 
Um, and they might be two different thoughts it might be, you know, from a personal standpoint, and it might be from a business standpoint, because, you know, those all those platforms can be used for, for different things. Um, so I'm just curious, how you help people with your company, um, you know, to market their business or market whatever it is that they're trying to get the word out about um, in an ethical, good way that hopefully isn't, uh, you know, bringing anybody down in, in some way. Um, well, the, the, there's a, a few different ways to answer that one. Um, in, in terms of how we help, um, it's typically the, the, the summary of it is to get them more customers. Um, so mm -hmm. digital marketing, how we do it in an ethical way is to only work with uh, certain kinds of businesses that aren't doing something which is detrimental to, mm -hmm. should we say, the community. Mm -hmm. um, and also be careful about your claims, which is, um, mm -hmm. which is very I don't know, it should, it should be more like that, in my opinion, in terms of you need to be careful about what you're claiming. So we right. wouldn't necessarily say something untrue. I think, I think that's the main problem um, of what you were referring to about how uh, people sort of show a certain, um, show what their life is when it's actually not true. So mm -hmm. um, telling the truth, I think, is a big one um, online. And um, in terms of whether it's good or bad for people and how they should use it, in my view. Um, I think you should be outcome orientated. So um, mm. from a personal perspective, mm. I typically only use YouTube. And the reason I only use YouTube is because um, of the, the learning side of it. So I can get yeah. the most learning from YouTube. I don't use any of the other ones um, because mm. my outcome is to learn as much as I can do. Mm. And I feel like if young people are, let's say, you spending a lot of their time um on social and it's i don't know changing who they are as a person and then they're wasting all of their youth essentially is because they don't have an outcome for it so if they were learning something on socials um or i don't know making friends legitimate friends or something right. then i would see it as not a negative thing but mm -hmm. since it's essentially a a drain of you know it's not producing anything productive for them um, they don't have an outcome for it and therefore it's perceived as a negative thing. I guess yeah. that's the, um, yeah. the answer I would give them. Yeah, because, um, you know, I mean, like I say, you know, all tools can be used, you know, for positive or negative. And, you know, it's like somebody who, you know, they're a, they, they're a junior entomologist, you know, they're into bugs and, you know, collecting bugs and displaying them and categorizing, you know, what they are and all of that stuff. But, you know, nobody that they know does that or or the friends that they have or the people around them, you know, pick on them for that. Right. And say oh, that they're nerdy or they're not cool for doing that or whatever. And yet on social media, they find a group of people who, you know, post photos like that, who do like that and end up becoming, you know, true scientists, entomologists, you know, studying, you know, that part of nature and all that. And this person loves it and they fit right in. Right. So social media, mm. in a sense, that that's great for them. That's what gave them the confidence to move forward and not, not, you know, do something that they really didn't want to do, but they felt forced into it because this thing wasn't cool or, you know, nobody ever picked on them about it, but now they found, you know, like-minded people that they could say, Hey, you know, it's okay to like bugs and, you know, want to be an entomologist instead of a whatever else, you know, that my parents are trying to force me to do, uh, or all my friends think I should do. Um, so I think it, you know, social media can be, you know, a perfect thing. Um, to help is this your way of telling me that you like bugs 
<laughs> yes, I actually I've eaten uh, I've eaten a bunch of bugs in different countries. I, I always travel as much as I possibly can, and uh, yeah, I always uh, I throw myself right into it. So you know, I've chowed down on garlic cockroaches, um, on salted ants, and I don't mean like you know going to France. Although I've been there and had you know chocolate covered grasshoppers or whatever but i mean like you know the real deal stuff in nature it's uh it's uh it's always interesting to try new stuff especially when you eat like maggots and and things that you would never think you would eat but i think adventure uh, is a really critical thing to keep you keeping yourself unstuck doing different things um so actually that leads me to another question i'm curious about for yourself um because you're not here in the states so you you know, you see your, you know, your environment and where you're at a certain way, you see other places another way. And same for me, you know, when I'm here in the States um, and in, here in Los Angeles, you know, it's a very different view than like in the middle of Idaho, right? Um, you know, just perspectives and literally how people live and what's important to people and so on. Um and then in, you know, I was over in Kenya and I do the same sort of kind of, you know, research and talking and just exploring and trying to get to know local people and go to their house, you know, to have a meal with them or so I can learn really what the locals like. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of like just getting on a tour bus and going and call all the tourist spots, um, although that's great and fun to do, but I really like to get deep into, you know, the, the place. So um, I certainly have uh, a lot of gripes about uh, you know the United States and what the hell we do here and how, like I say how how business and money oriented we are I mean we have TV shows called American greed for a reason you know because there is such a thing um, and so uh, so I'm just really curious for yourself you know you saying that you like America and like here um, I'm, I'm curious actually what is your perspective or opinion? You know, when you look this way across the pond, um, because maybe, you know, it'll help some people, including myself, who are sometimes, you know, feeling negative about the place that they happen to be in or the situation that, the, you know, the, the country happens to be in or the current climate or, or, or whatever. So I'm, I'm just curious how, how you look at it. Um, well, I, I would suppose now, based on what you said, is is a bit of a generalization on my part, which is what we talked Which is about, all we but, can um, do. So there's no fault of that, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I like uh, the the fact that some Americans are proud of the fact that they're American. Mm. Um, I don't feel like we have that in Britain. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, well, I should perhaps rephrase. I think that... Um, parts of the UK have that. So um, mm -hmm. Scottish and Irish people tend to have, um, you know, they tend to be quite proud from where, of where they're from. But I do see a lot of Americans who are, you know, they, they love the country and I do mm -hmm. like that. I like the various different, um, should we say the variation of America? I was, yeah. I was once, um, uh, I spoke to someone who once compared it to actually the size of Europe. So, mm -hmm. and obviously Europe is, is massive it's not not a country and um see america's not a small place yeah and um there are some there are some great things in america that are, are not found um in the rest of the world so um, such as 
<laughs> well, this <laughs> kind of shows my hand a little bit, but well, see, I'm I'm showing my childhood now. But um, ah, that's, that's uh, when I was uh, when I was younger, I went to uh, Florida and I ended up going to Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, wonderful was, thing. It was like a, I don't know, I just it was inexplicable for me. So yeah, I didn't I didn't know I was gonna gonna talk about this when we when we came on the no, see that's what makes it an adventure in the conversation. The weather was amazing and the place was amazing and uh, I'd love to go back, I suppose. Yeah. I'm also quite intrigued by Texas. Ah, right. Oh, man, that's like a country in itself. I tell you, I have you know, a buddy of mine writing a TV series. Uh, I forget what the name of it is, but it's basically all about Texas seceding from the Union, um, which has still been an effort up until you know, not very long ago. I mean, within the last 10 years, I mean, the, like the mo- one of the most recent governors was still trying to get that legislation passed, you know, to get that moving um, to annex uh, Texas from the union. Uh, so a friend of mine is writing a TV series about that. Um, so it is a country itself. And I couldn't agree more with you about the huge diversity of people, places, and things, um, and cultures and food, you know, and landscape that, that makes up the United States, you know, obviously it is a a big area and it does have that huge diversity. Um, and it's interesting that, um, you know, I just watched American Werewolf in London uh, the other night. I don't know if you've ever saw that film, um, but it was done a while ago. Um, and it's a great movie, uh, you know, about this American guy who goes to England and turns into a werewolf. Um, but just watching that film made me, it's like an adventure in itself, you know, I mean, to escape into another place. And so I, I suppose you maybe had that similar feeling um you know down in florida when when you're you're visiting there um and that brings me to a point about you know always trying to reach outside of our comfort zone and just that fact alone uh can help you you know get unstuck if you feel like you're in a rut forcing yourself to do things that you wouldn't normally do or go to places you wouldn't normally go to um you know or, or just blindly you know open I would say phone book, but, you know, or go online and just, you know, point your finger on screen, you know, to a list of restaurants and whatever that restaurant is, you know, go there and check it out. Because if we don't force ourselves to do different, you know, routines, we're going to get stuck in the same thing. And those things become habitual. And usually anything habitual tends to have, uh, somebody did say a great quote one time of something about like, um, you know, it's the most well-worn path that creates a rut. Um, so even though it's a, a road you might go down a lot because you you like it, um, even those can end up, you know, getting you stuck in a rut just literally from the, the sheer repetition of it. So I'm, I'm wondering, do you ever need to force yourself into different routines or to go and do something so that you don't feel like, you know, oh, this is the same thing every day and I'm just, you know, kind of, trudging away here at work or or are you one of the lucky ones that like every day you're excited to get up because you're going to work with a new client or you know you're going to go try that new restaurant or, or whatever i don't know um but you know how, how you do that i'm certainly not um i I'm, i don't get excited to get out of bed every day that's for sure <laughs> okay um, so that's great you're just like everybody else <laughs> <laughs> in terms of um the the comfort zone Mm-hmm. uh question or part of the question um i don't 
mind uh, trying new things. Um, so there's a, I think there's a, a trait that they recognized in entrepreneurs, um, and that is that they're willing to take action whether they're certain of the outcome or not. Mm. Um, and there's also a phrase or a, a quote, I think it was Tim Ferriss, um, and the quote is to test your assumptions. So maybe you have assumptions about um, the way that something will turn out or an opinion on something. Mm. And I think you said, uh, regarding journaling to be sort of a scientist and if, if you were to test your assumption in the let's say doing something different let's say I have an assumption about a particular restaurant well go test it see whether or not your assumption is correct and you can apply that to anything that you're nervous about or anything new mm. um, because then you're you're not invested you're just seeing what the outcome will be so have you ever had a time in you know in life where uh, you know, like you say, you're not always excited to get up as a, you know, hey, hello, me too, everybody else, obviously. Um, have you ever had a time in life where you have basically had to do something where you, where you said, I just, you know, I need to change whatever, you know, you might not have even known what it was. Um, but looking back on anything or any, you know, any turning points that, that made you say, well, I didn't realize it then, you know, but I ended up, you know, going a totally different direction and, you know, maybe that was good or bad, or at least I've learned this. Um, Cause I, I think one thing that people are afraid of obviously is, you know, jumping off the deep end and you don't know um, what it's going to like, if you, what it'll be like, if you quit your job, you know, you have to pay your bills or you don't know what it's going to be like if you, and a friendship because, you know, they're being abusive and, you know, you've, you've tried to try to make it right, but, um, it's time to end it. You don't, you know, you're scared. Well, well, I have another good friend and we get, it's pretty easy for us to accept. Um, I don't want, I don't say accept painful things, but accept things that aren't so great because we don't know if there's anything better or not. And I can sit here and say, that's a terrible way to live. We should all be so brave and we should just freaking go and do, uh, you know, something else or try something else or change the situation. Um, because you know, what a way to live in you know, as that quote says, you know, most men live in, uh, what in quiet suffering or something like that, you know, because they just don't, they're not willing to try something different, you know, out of the fear of the unknown. Um, and I, I have reached points in my life where I have um, totally changed my life, you know, where I've moved to another country, where I've sold my home, where I've sold everything I've owned and just only have a suitcase, you know, and getting rid of 20 years of your life down to a suitcase, um, giving everything away and selling everything, whatever, and leaving forever, quote unquote, um, for years and just going to one place and saying, I have no idea what the future is going to be. I have no idea if I can do this or what it will be like in this other place. But I know I'm, I don't want to continue how it is here. Um, so maybe not so drastically for yourself, but were there times looking back where, um, where you said, gee, I got to do something. Um, and, and you did change something 